Calling all benders and non-benders alike. Jump into the epic world of Avatar with your favorite podcast, Avatar, Braving the Elements. Hosted by me, Janet Varney. And me, Dante Bosco. Each week we'll recap and discuss a new episode. So come join us and our amazing guests from creators to cast to superfans to chat about all things Avatarverse. It's Fire Nation time. Book of Fire. Let's go. Listen to Avatar Braving the Elements wherever you get your podcasts. The Last Kids on Earth and their superhero alter egos are back in the latest installment of the graphic novel spinoff series, The Last Comics on Earth, Too Many Villains. Jack, June, Quint, and Dirk face their biggest challenge yet, creating the sequel to their hit graphic novel in a mad dash, puzzle-filled race across Apocalyptia to stop the biggest evil plan in history. Hey, you know what the creators of Last Comics on Earth's evil plan is? Make me and my kids love these books. Seriously, my younger kid is a huge fan of both the Last Kid series and the Last Comic series. It's true. And now I'm hooked too. The whole team has created a delightful cast of characters with some fantastic kid-friendly art throughout that will appeal to readers of all ages. Buy your copy of The Last Comics on Earth in stores today. You can also visit lastkidsonearth.com to learn more. This is a podcast from Minute Media. What's up, everybody? Welcome to The Stack. I'm Alex. I'm Justin. I'm Pete. And in The Stack, we talk about a couple of comic books that have come out yeah, this very day. And then we review them with vigor and journalistic integrity. Oh, we're journalists. We, we decided that we're journalists. journalists. No, we are. What are no. we then? Huh? We're, we have a podcast. That is journalism. We talk with passion. That is we're journal- not, journalism 101. <laughs> this is the new journalism. That's how journalism works. Exactly. We'll get all of our news through comic book podcasts in the near future. Yeah. We're going to be covering the election uh, coming up of Lex Luthor, obviously, and Wilson uh, Fisk. As the mayor. The mayor. Did you run out of villains? No, I was waiting for one of you to stop me from talking. (laughs) No, the way You want me to just name villains? I can do it all day. I'm sorry, the way that a journalist works is they keep talking forever. That's not how journalism works. That's why I'm saying we're not journalists. I'm sorry, I went to college. (laughs) Hmm, That's your answer for everything. For theater, I went to college for theater. Cool, cool, that makes a lot of sense. But... Should we talk oh, about now it? we ran out of words. <laughs> oh, should we? Well, I'm you motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Doom. What are we doing? <laughs> uh, we review comics today uh, on Wednesday, the most journalistic of all back, days. Uh, great to be back. And great to be talking about Superman Year One, number one from DC Comics. This is by Frank Miller, a little plucky little kid. Uh, uh, finally. Finally. If you want to get someone to write about a kid. John Marina Jr. This is on the DC Comics Black Label imprint, which means it's for adults only. Yeah, and they really took advantage of that in this comic. Yep, and it's out of continuity. Now, it is, just to give you the lay of the land, it is yet another Superman origin story as uh, implied by the Black Label, it doesn't connect to what's going on in the current comics at all. It is Frank Miller and John Marita Jr.'s own original fresh take on the Superman origin story. Now, I saw Pete raising his hand. I'm sure your question is, does it connect to continuity? And the answer is, I just said that. Pete, go ahead. Why the fuck are we getting a Superman origin story? How many fucking times do we need to get a Batman goddamn Superman origin story? We know who the fuck they are at this point what the fuck is the point of this well here's what i would say to that without specifically talking about this book 
if somebody has a take on it. A hot take? Hold on. If somebody has a take, if somebody has an idea, we reevaluate our heroes, we reevaluate our myths every, not just couple of decades, but every couple of years. 45 minutes. Every 45 minutes, every podcast. Every podcast. But if a writer has a fresh take or a fresh idea that seems more relevant to today, it makes sense to reevaluate and change that origin and see what works, see what can be added to the mythology. So that is the point of doing these things. If you look throughout the history of Superman, even as recently as we were talking about the most recent issue of Doomsday Clock, which dealt with that, the fact that Superman has gone through many different iterations over the course of his history, and it's changed with the times. So that is the idea of revisiting these origin stories. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. Pete is... Raising his hand yet again. Yeah, okay. What is so, your question, Pete? So, uh, give you a little so flag. the hot take on this one is that that baby was heavy. Because that was the only fucking difference. Like, what the fuck was this? What, what are you talking about? No, there was a point where it was like, he's heavy. This baby yeah, but is that's so not, heavy. But that's not the only difference in this book. Yeah, there yes. were little differences that I... I like this team. I thought it was beautiful, but what the fuck was... Uh, let me uh, try to tread a line in between uh, P and humanity, uh, <laughs> which is an important distinction. I think um, I agree with Pete a little bit in that it did, this didn't really add much. There were small things, but I felt like it actually changed it in a direction I don't understand. Like, why is it just Pa Kent finding the baby? Because what I what I loved about the original, the most recent There's myth that I little things, very small things, but I like the idea that uh, Ma and Pa Kent find um, the baby together. And the heavy baby, the heavy baby that we've yeah. established. Crazy heavy baby. <laughs> yeah, don't fat shame this baby. I'm uh, not. I'm just saying that. I mean, there's a take. If it was, they couldn't lift super bad. Yeah. Like if he was just a super heavy baby That's and they good. kept dragging him on the floor. Real, what does much, that say about babies? You know, it's like a metaphor or whatever. Too much kryptonite in a super diaper. Oh, what I'm talking about. I see uh, what you're saying. And uh, Ma can't seem to be downplayed a lot in this story. I Because I love it in the sort of the more uh, the held version of the story that they couldn't have a baby. And that's why it was such a blessing they found yeah. uh, Kal-El. Um, and in this, she's sort of almost written out. Um, they add a bunch of weird like country speak uh, to yeah. a lot of the characters. Which I was like, this seems not how people talk. And there's a lot of bullying and how do you respond to yeah. bullying in this, um, which feels modern. But uh, the biggest thing, though, that I didn't like was the fact that he joins the Navy. Uh, there are... So Spoiler, to get back to the... Ma- no, that's fine. We can talk about it. It's out today. People yeah. have read it first thing in the morning. They the, wake the up. The Navy's been out for a long time. Uh-huh. <laughs> Spoiler, there is a Naval Armed Forces. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, to get back to the Ma Kent thing, the thing that I would pull out about that, that is the through line of this book, which is a through line, unfortunately, at this point of a lot of Frank Miller's work, is it's misogynist. Like, this 100%. book is very misogynist, and it's uncomfortable to read. And to your point, Pete, I don't... It, there is no take. Like, I was giving it that caveat, but it tries to make it this militaristic, super macho, manly take on Superman or something or perceived manliness when I've seen better depictions of the manliness of Superman when he is saving people, when he has his heart, when he's going out and being true to himself. And that's not what's on display here. I will say John Romita Jr.'s art, always superb. He draws a fantastic Superboy in particular. His uh, Smallville is great. I like everything that he does in the issue. But man, there's a lot of plot points that run me totally the wrong way. There's Lana Lang almost gets gang raped at one point. What the fuck was 
that. Yeah, yeah. no, it's, it's also weird. they didn't do any of the fun stuff of like him discovering his powers and being like, "Holy crap, I can fly!" It goes from he jumps a bunch to he can just straight up fly, and there's no fun in that. It's just like I appreciate the fact that okay, we're gonna deal with bullying, cool, but yeah, it was just like. And then it was also, like you were saying, with the whole Ma Kent thing, it was like, you know, he's trying to talk to his family, which I think is great. Uh, but then his dad was like, listen, sometimes you've got to ignore what your mother says. I'm like, what the fuck is this about? Yeah, it's sort of like, uh, feels like the take is a, a lot of um, sort of men's rights uh, philosophy yeah. of like, Men are being too restrained. They men just need to be able to cut loose and really like express their manliness. Because there's so much of this book where he's like, I guess I have to hold it in. I guess I have to hold it in, and it just feels like it's just yeah. I mean, if the idea is looking at his name and be like Superman, Superman, ooh, yeah. let's lean into that. Haven't we had enough of the super? It's time for more <laughs> of the man. And yeah, I don't, I don't the, know the other thing about this idea, like I like the idea of Superman wandering and finding himself and going around the Earth, and I understand the utility of having him go uh, in the Navy to do that, but we had a great story about that. That was Superman Birthright by Mark Wade, who that treaded exactly the same territory except without the army angle, felt true to Superman, was really beautiful, was adapted very nicely in, like, the first half of Man of Steel, and this feels like this saw Man of Steel is like, oh, yeah, here we go. This yeah. is it. We're going to break all the next next issue. So n- I know I'm getting kind of mean and negative about this because, like you said, there are some good character moments. There, The art is very good throughout. But uh, this take really rubbed me the wrong way. Yeah, agreed. The, the art is uh, quite beautiful, though. And the baby, too heavy. Too <laughs> heavy. The baby's too fucking heavy, man. It's all that testosterone that Frank Miller injected. Do you really do that into the comic book? Yeah, mine was wet. Oh, that's oh, very gross. moist. Oh, yeah, that's gross. All I... of Frank Miller's books come really scented <laughs> with uh, just. Oh, 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 oh. All right, let's move on to something else from Image Comics Excellence Number Two. Now we love the first issue of this. Uh, this was a very different take on magic. Uh, followed a character who initially it seemed did not have magic in this world. Turns out he works his way up through the ranks, is helping other people. There's a whole secret society of magicians, but it almost feels sci-fi in its approach to magic in this yeah. book. The art is fantastic. Uh, Carrie Randolph is behind the scenes on this uh, and doing an amazing job, as well as the rest of the team. How do you feel the second issue held up? Now, uh, I love the art. I think it's really awesome. Um but this was weird. It was really just a lot of our kind of main character struggling with stuff in a way that didn't kind of move things forward. And I, as for you, somebody who never struggles with anything, that doesn't make a lot of sense. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't. Thank you for point, pointing good old, that. Good old easy to live Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I just think that in a comic book, Dick, uh, you know, I want to have some forward movement. I want to have some things happen. I just felt like uh, the story sat in uh, a little too much, and I was really hyped to read this book, and it was a little bit of a letdown. I've, I'm still going to pick up the next issue, uh, but, yeah, I just felt like it sat a little bit too much in one idea. I couldn't disagree more with that. Cool. I, 
Wow. Yeah. Let's go at it. I mean, first of all, there's huge moves that happen in this issue in terms of uh, explaining the hierarchy of the world of excellence. There's an enormous thing that happens at the end that's set up that I don't know if it's in the future or if it's what's currently happening and we're all getting a flashback. But something that was uh, very present in the first issue that plays in here is it jumps through time very fastly with only giving you very subtle hints as to what's happening. And I like the way they do that because we get to see a lot of reflective moments um, in the characters' lives. Uh, That, I think, is great. I really like this as well. Um, It's... uh, it's such a confident start to a, a comic, like moving through, like establishing this whole universe. And to your point, Alex, it does sort of expand out from the first issue, which was like, here's the premise. Um, here are a couple of characters. And this sort of um, ha- blossoms the world a little bit and gets uh, gets us more invested in like the ladder of events that are. Yeah, characters but not until the end. It, it slowly sets up the stakes of the issue and it pays off with a big character death. Halfway through. It's really smartly done. Yeah. There's also an absolutely gorgeously realized sequence of an elevator heist halfway through, which I don't think I've ever seen anything like that. And it's very, very cool. It is cool in the use of like creating a mirror self, uh, not to do in the mirror self suddenly has a bunch of opinions about what's going on. I thought that was a cool, smart way to do it. Also, shout out to where I work, Dee Zamero in the back matter. Very cool. <laughs> oh, that's no. why you like no, it. No, oh, no, 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 no. I see how it works. That doesn't mean I'm biased. I like uh, the story sure, and the sure, end. Sure, sure, and sure, And the sure, shout sure, out. Sure. Well, I, like I thought this was great. Uh, moving on to a Marvel comic book, Guardians of the Galaxy number six. Now, the Guardians have been dealing with a lot of stuff going on. Yeah. That galaxy's galaxy. full of problems. Uh, it sure is. Hela is trying to resurrect Thanos. We discovered last issue that Thanos had hid his consciousness away in his brother Eros, I do Star that. Fox. I do that too. Do you? Who yeah. do you do it with? My brother. Yeah, oh. his brother. I've seen <laughs> That's it. nice. Yeah, yeah. That's why you have a brother. Oh. Huh. I never really thought of doing that with my brother. You should have yeah, a brother. But I will. I yeah, have right. You've never thought about that. You hid your consciousness in a bunch of places. Yeah. I'm my old brother. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Eros was in big trouble at the end, uh, and the rest of the Guardians of the Galaxy team had all gotten together to try and stop them and take them down, as well as the Black Order. And what we get, this issue is an enormous fight scene Hell. as the first arc resolves. Pete, was this more your yes, speed? Yes, thank you. This was amazeballs. There's nothing like a great fight. And Gamora, I love her, man. She's not afraid to make the big choices. Murder. Yeah. Yeah. She's making she choices. She murdered love. She She's, murdered the, the god of love. Yeah, you know, sometimes you got to do it to save the rest of the world, you know? Yeah. Well, uh, Take huh. down Thanos, you got to murder some people. Uh, sure. What did you think about this, Justin? This is Donny Cates, man. Yeah. Donny Cates is just crushing it on it right all now. fronts. Uh, real renaissance for the Cates man. This mm-hmm. is great stuff. Pete, how about the um, Cosmic Ghost Rider oh. versus Johnny Blaze uh, race Ooh, that's that, set up in this no. issue? Very cool. Race. That's exciting. I love the characters that are left at the end of this first arc to yeah. be Guardians of the Galaxies. Uh, shout out to Beta Ray Bill. Yeah, Um, he was great in this issue. Yeah, really good. One thing that I really like about this in particular, and we've talked about this before with uh, not Donny Case books, I think, but Jason Aaron's books, is they have a great back and forth going between the books that they're writing for Marvel that feels very fresh. It feels like it is creating that old school Marvel continuity, but in a very new way where it's not just 
and here are the X-Men, and they're in this book now, and then they're leaving. It's that, uh, like you were talking about, Cosmic Ghost Rider dies, goes to hell, sees Johnny Blaze there, and it's going to be picked up in an issue of Avengers, and then we're going to follow it there. And I love that. I think that's fun. It feels... It feels like the comics we were reading when we were kids. Or yeah. even or like Earl like Stan Lee, like yeah. way back in the beginning of Marvel, where it was like, no, when we crossed over, it sort of is intentional and has ramifications in both titles. Yeah, it's great. Definitely pick this up. Um, moving on to a image comic. No, not image comic book. Boom Studios book. Boom. Black Badge number 11. Yeah, we have loved the series. I don't think we've checked in on it in no. a little while. But the idea is, what if Cub Scouts were secret agents, essentially? Yeah. They've been on this uh, color war between all of the secret agent organizations that has gone The premise is, what if there was a badge harder than like the knots tying knots one. Uh, that seems impossible, though. That's, that's what I'm talking about. Like yeah. that obviously is a stumbling block for every single Boy Scout. Okay, not just kind of get where you're going. With you know it. what I'm talking about? Yeah. Like what if there's a more difficult badge? That does again. And this one the, is this the is knots. What you're talking about? There's such a huge difference between tying knots and like straight up murdering people. Oh, is there? Honestly, yeah. I feel like murder's easier than tying some knots. Oh my god. Yeah, sure. You can do like a sheep shank. <laughs> That's no problem. Uh, you could do a sheep shack or you could shank a sheep. Oh. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> I would much rather do that, sheep? that other one. Yeah. Uh, so we actually only have one issue left of this. This turns out oh. to be the pen ultimate issue of the Didn't series. Didn't see that coming. Not at all. Uh, but what did you think about this issue? I thought the art was fantastic. It was a fun world. And the, I also liked the pace. Like, a lot of actions in every issue. <laughs> it was great. It didn't sit in things very long. I, I liked it. I, I feel like because they focused on kids, that the pace, there was always action, you know? Uh, kids don't sit still, and this comic definitely does not sit still. Uh, I really enjoyed this. I'm uh, sad to see it go. It feels like a choice, but I'll, the characters seem sort of cold, uh, throughout the series, I thought it was sort of a, just the beginning. We were going to warm up and really get to know them a little bit. But uh, since we are right up to the end, this feels like, oh, no, it's just like you don't learn a lot about these boys. It feels like a book for four kids in that you sort of meet these characters as archetypes. Each have one thing going on, and then that's it. Um, so yeah, sometimes you just got one thing going on. That's a little bit of a criticism, but um, I do. easy Pete over here, easy Pete slipping oh. in and out, always covered in baby oil. Uh, <laughs> uh, old heavy baby oil, heavy the, baby the, oil, easy Pete. Pete. How so many, many sheep does a sheep shank sheep? <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? How many? Uh, but I uh, I do like the art in this book, and it does uh, remind me of like uh, of being a Boy Scout. Nice. I was only a Cub Scout because of the knots, but you know. <laughs> Me too. Me too, bro. Let's move on to an advanced book from Dark Horse. No one left to fight. Number one. Now, this is, I think it's fair to say, like, kind of a riff on video games like Street Fighter and stuff. What yep. if the characters retired? Yeah. Uh, is I, I identify I, with generally that. the idea of the book. <laughs> uh, Pete, as a fight fan, reading yeah. a book called No One Left to Fight, how'd you feel about that? Yeah, it's a little sad. Uh because you've got a guy who, you know, beat the big boss. Yeah. And he tries to go home, and you can't. You can't go ever go home, guys. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah, he you, you sure just goes to visit yeah. his friend. I'm going to go, go home. You don't go home. You don't go home. Yeah, I never go home. <laughs> Do you live uh, here? 
you know, it was it was a weird book because I thought it was going to be something else, and then it kept turning. Like, okay, oh, I think it's going to be this thing where it's like a guy getting used to regular life. No, it's about this jealous friend. And then, oh, okay, fine, they're going to deal with that. Nope, we're going to fight in the backyard. So uh, it was there was a lot of twists and turns. Uh, like I'm a hoping, game of Street Fighter. Yeah, maybe uh, it'll yeah, kind of the s- twistiest <laughs> video game I can think of. Uh, Whoa, round three? <laughs> what? Fight again? <laughs> no, no, I just did it twice. Twist. Uh, yeah, I'm hoping that next whoa, whoa, issue. Whoa, whoa, they're fighting in streets again. I'm He's, hoping the. How ne- come his hand, his hand stretches like his feet stretch? <laughs> Anyways, I'm hoping the Choose next. Choose a lane, buddy. <laughs> I'm hoping the goddamn next issue can have some stability and we can figure out what this fucking book's about. There's no one left to fight, Pete. <laughs> Jesus Christ. We're all friends here. Can I get a thought out? I don't think so. Uh, <laughs> Holy shit. <No. laughs> um, this is a... Uh, I, like I like the premise a lot. The thing of... Uh, the So there's the, the our main, our hero, who uh, went and fought the big boss, came back to his life, and his brother, brother's kids, he... Uh, the brother hates him because he feels like he doesn't live up to the legend. And when his kids are fighting and saying, like, I want to play uncle, uh, yeah, whatever yeah. his name is, I was like, oh, man, that would really bother me. <laughs> so I get that. Yeah, you hate it when people talk about Pip more than you. It's Pip my dog? Why yeah. would you bring up my greatest enemy? <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought this was a fun book. Uh, I, I feel like it oversells it a little bit with the cover, which is like the book you always wanted. And maybe it's a little weird. Maybe it'll get there. Uh, it's not quite there yet. It's not quite the book I've always wanted, but, well, but it's even a fun at, idea. Even at its core, I would never have been like, the one book I want is if my favorite Street Fighter characters were tired. <laughs> yeah. uh, I had to deal with home life. Yeah, just fewer Sonic booms and more trips to Sonic the Burger Joint. Yes, but, good quip, uh, but this is... It was a quip. Yeah, <laughs> this is a good idea. This is a fun idea. I'm excited to follow this into issue two in particular, and yeah. to Pete's point, see if it continues used to build if it turns out there are in fact people left to fight that'll be a fun surprise a twist moving on to a dc comic book batman number 73 now these are some of the last few issues that we have on batman with tom king 12 more 12 more just a whole year (laughs) (laughs) so we got a treasure like a precious jewel yeah Uh, we do asshole we get some huge answers in this issue yeah and I'm starting to get a sense of the crazy turn, maybe, that Tom King was leading up to that led to, uh, and this is the rumor behind the scenes, that led to AT&T being like, hey, maybe take that out of the Batman book. Yeah, yeah. Which, uh, we'll get into spoilers here, three, two, one. Uh, Batman's dad is definitely back, even if he's an alternate universe Batman. Yeah. uh, Alternate universe Thomas Wayne. And they want to resurrect... Martha Wayne, yeah, and uh, Batman wants to help him. That so I, I think there's a chance they're going to bring both of his parents back, which is crazy. This uh, this bothers me on a lot of levels. Really? Yeah. First off, it's not your dad, man. Don't act like it's your dad. It's an alternate universe guy who was. The alternate universes use dad, not your fucking dad. Yeah, but it's here, it's his dad, but he also dresses like him. They have more interests. That, in that's bullshit. What if you're you? What if you met a dad from another universe 
but also he read comics. <laughs> you'd be like, I, I, you know I what? wouldn't be like, hey, let's go resurrect mom. Well, you'd be like, I wouldn't be like, you know, let's be grab like, a beer. No, I wouldn't. Uh, just uh, what if that alternate universe, Dad Pete, was dragging your mom's coffin <laughs> yeah. behind him? This is so fucked up, but I, I'm, it's, it's bothering convenient. me. It's it bothering is me how the calmly... Bob is, the Bob's body is right there. It's right there. <laughs> it's Easy bothering enough. me how calm Batman <laughs> is when he wakes up out of his fight coma. He's probably playing it cool, though. And just being like, yeah, I'm a... Hey, Dad, what's up? Yeah, let's hug it out. Let's fucking this is, do this crazy plan. So this is picking up after the Nightmare arc, after he's been... Had the shit kicked out of him by Bane. And I think the implication is that was Thomas Wayne's plan all along. was to completely break him down so he would be okay with this. Like, yeah. that's what he wants to get him So to. he could be a kid again and sort of rebuild him back up. It's right. really fucked up. It is. I agree. But I'll tell you what. I think it's great. This is a great issue. I feel ever since that news about you Tom thought, King's... You think this is great? Yeah, I loved it. Ever since the news about what Tom King... What part did you like? The fact that he was just cool with this whole insanity? The, yeah. the I liked all I liked all of the repeated home-home uh, home on the range stuff. I just... Tom King just writes... He has the, you can take his stuff on the top level, but also there's such depth to it. And ever since he has been like sort of everyone's after him so because you, this Batman run, I'm saying I feel like I have to defend him even harder because this run is fantastic. So you like singing Batman when he fights. You like yeah. a Batman that sings as he's fighting. I like an older cowboy Batman who sings and on a horse. Touché. I think you just. Oh, I'd also be up for it if the horse rode Batman. I mean, either way, honestly. Nice. What? Yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be funny. Save a horse, ride a cowboy. Yeah, there you go. You, so, how about you? This doesn't bother you? No. Uh, but I, I think it's supposed to bother you, right? You're supposed to feel uncomfortable with this. What are you be- bothered? What do you mean bothered? What, what, because this is just Batman, a book. No, no, no. But he, oh, you don't emotionally feel things about no, things? Yeah, I, exactly. I, I oh, do. Wait, of course, it's I, just a book. Of course, it's I feel real? things. But, uh, but who are you, Jordan White? Being bothered? Really? Well, well, I'm not bothered. A weird slam. Yeah. Yeah. Weird slam. Uh, I'm not bothered by it. Like let him. Let this gentleman tell his story. Is what I'm saying. Don't well, be bothered. I'm, no, I. You're supposed you to be bothered. You're supposed to be upset that Batman has been so broken down that he's been put in a situation where he doesn't know what to do next. If you're not feeling that, the writer hasn't done their job, and I no, think he's done I, his job splendidly. I'm right alongside the emotion. By I wouldn't call. You think Batman's bothered by this? That's what Winnie the Pooh says. But he can't find his fucking honey. I think next issue he's going to get stuck in a door. That's what I said. And his, they're going to have to make him fast until uh, his fucking spring. honey. <laughs> Oh my God. You know what I'm talking about? I, I definitely don't. Uh, this is great. The art is great in this it's issue. It's not great. I'm interested to see where it goes, though, because he is an amazing writer, and yeah. he does great stuff. I'm just interested to see what's going to happen. I think they're going to resurrect his mom, and he's going to give up being Batman, and then it's all going to be cool. So he's just going to live with his mom and dad at his mansion yeah. and be happy? Yeah, yeah, just like Booster Gold showed him. I don't think he goes through with the resurrection. The you don't think so? I think he puts a stop to it. So what do you think that is the big move that he's going to do that's going to change Batman forever? Because I would say bringing back Batman's parents is probably that big move. That is a big move. I also think him killing his father could be a big move. Mm, that's true. Uh, I also it's not think his dad. Stop calling it his dad. It's, he's treating him like his dad in this issue. It doesn't mean it's If it dad. walks like a dad and it talks like a dad, it's got to be a dad. Father's Day was so recently. Can't you give dads a break? 
All right, let's move on. Honestly, to, Pete, like, how many shank would a sheep shank shank? <laughs> <laughs> let's move on to Marvel Comics Uncanny X Men number 20. Boy, lots of stuff going on in this issue. I don't even Holy know where shit. to start. But uh, Matt Rosenberg is throwing the kitchen sink in here before we once again reboot the X Men books uh, in time for Jonathan Hickman to come on board. Uh, but there's crazy amount of things happening. There's Dark Beast is engineering a cure for the mutant cure. Emma Frost has made everybody a Forget she exists. Uh, Fitzroy is back. Yeah. Uh, Sebastian other Shaw. <laughs> like honestly, this book right now feels like when you're a kid and your your mom says, "All right." Half an hour before bedtime, you're like, fuck, I got to b- <laughs> slam all the action figures together and see what happens. Because uh, that's what it feels like. This is sort of like, and I don't mean this in a negative way, this is like a lame duck run on the X-Men because we have this Jonathan Hickman run coming up. Uh, so it really does feel like we get to see some crazy shit. We get to see all these like 90s characters back in the game. Sebastian Shaw straight up kills himself in this issue, which I thought was awesome. Or no, Shinobi Shaw. Uh, yeah. That was, it's just, I, I think it's cool. Yeah, I don't, uh, to your point, I'd be curious to hear what happened behind the scenes on this because it does feel like it's five arcs are all happening yes. at the same time. Yeah. It feels fast. And that would be, I guess, the criticism of it. But uh, it's good. But uh, I'm enjoying the stuff. I mean, in particular, the stuff with Dark Beast is great. Uh, the move that Iliana pulls on Dark Beast to take care of him is great as well. I love seeing Dr. Nemesis back. That's a lot of fun. Uh, and whatever is going on at the end of the issue with Ebba Frost is fun as well. Even though it's so much and it's so dense and it's so packed, there's so many little moments throughout that are so enjoyable. I overall enjoyed the issue. Yeah, it was just uh, it's a shit ton at once. Uh, I think Matt's an amazing writer. He, he's been doing great, uh, especially on the Punisher book, and and this has been a lot of fun. But it is just uh, it was kind of like an overload where I was just like, holy shit, what? Uh, but yeah, it was still enjoyable. It just seemed like so much at once. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to another Boom Studios book, Faithless number three. Now, we really enjoyed the first two (laughs) issues. Here we go. I knew this was going to happen. Oh, Zalby's in his. No, listen, dude, we like to talk about good books. Justin and I both enjoy this book. You're being a creepy perv about it. Oh, yeah. yeah. About it because there's sex stuff. Here's the thing. Hey, hey, hey. I I love this book. Oh, my God. What? 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 I love it. Here's the thing. Hold on. I just want to read it really slow. Can I, can I just say this straight up? Pete? You can't read this book anymore. No, I can't no, read it Pete. on the subway. I couldn't read it at work. Pete, you can't I, read it at I, church. I, <laughs> can I just say very plainly, human carnality is oh, a part of the overall the tapestry. Fuck just happened. Our Listeners, turn up <laughs> if your kids are in the car because Alex <laughs> is a lecture on carnality. What the fuck? <laughs> Oh, Listen, we great. all have penises and vaginas. No. And we love rubbing them and we together. Gotta and, use them. <laughs> and this book's going to tell each us other. Oh my god! <laughs> what is happening? Does that help explain this what we're getting? This room at? feels so small, and I'm trapped in here with you. This is so Just creepy. Just oil yourself up and slide out. <laughs> Wait, he's already covered in baby oil. <laughs> oh, you a heavy baby now, Pete? Oh <laughs> Who's god. the heavy baby? This is so. So creepy. the idea of Faithless is that this is a world. Yeah, where what is the idea of this? This is a world where dark magic exist. Uh, There is a girl named Faith who has gotten involved first with a a woman who is very into art, seems to have some dark magic stuff going on around her. 
And her father also is a very famous magician or maybe magician. Uh, and as of this issue, she tangles with him a little bit as well. Mm. Uh, the other thing that happens in this issue is uh, we find out a little bit more about her roommate who ends up being attacked through her phone. What I really like about this book is the visuals are legitimately horrifying yeah, at points. Good. I bet you like the visuals. Uh, all right, shut up, dude. Uh, human carnality. I don't need to go into it again. But yeah, no. the way the heat between a man and <laughs> oh my another human Stop. being, mm. when you feel your hearts pump against each other. Oh yes. It's just the, what everybody, the groin, just what I've always wanted. Through the groin. <laughs> the fuck, man? Uh, when two hearts beat in time. You've never... You're, you're off carnality. Uh, I like this a lot. <laughs> no, through the grind. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I like this a lot as well. It feels very... Uh, I feel like I use this comparison a lot, but it feels very Twin Peaks-y in its... It wasn't uh, this much creepy, weird sex in Twin Peaks? Maybe not as much. I mean, that was a network show in the 90s, so true. <laughs> uh, but they're... The sort of vibe, the, the tension, the underlying tension, the underlying feeling that something um, dark is at play here, something demonic, uh, is really well done. Uh, the art sort of counterbalances that in a nice way. Uh, I, I like this book. Yeah, uh, I do too. And uh, I think we talked about this with the last issue, but once... I got the idea that it's kind of a riff on Zatanna and Zatara stuck in my head. Mm. I can't kind of get that out of my head. Like uh. it's not, it's not exactly, but it's. Oh yeah, no, I like, I like yeah, that. That's yeah, a, that's, that's making you feel real twisted. good. I like that a lot. Oh yeah, yeah you want to stick that in your? Oh head? what the fuck! Stick that in your head, bro. Nice, <laughs> cool, bro. Yeah, bro. What do you think about this book, Pete? Uh, Say something nice about it. It's, it's a little too rapey for me, man. Yo, what? what? There's no rape in this. I don't know. That sex scene with that dude was a little, little. He's like, where she's on top and, and he, to he was like, he was like, let's have sex now. It didn't seem like she had he a choice. He gently in takes her hand and she uh, kisses him. Alex yeah. memorized every panel so he can <laughs> tell you about it. You went, you went, panel one. <laughs> you went to Carnell University, right? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Big red. Big oh, red. Oh, God. Gotcha. Yeah. Nice. All right. Next one to talk about Little Bird number four oh, from man. Image Comics. This is one of the best books on the stand. Uh, <laughs> Pete, you want to bang your glasses against your mic? Pete's crying. Yeah, yeah. Pete's Pete, crying. Are you okay? You're just sweating to death after that faithless discussion? No, it's just the, uh, you know, I'm soaking wet from the rain. So I'm just trying to wipe my oh, brow. Yeah, the rain. Is that why you're soaking wet? <laughs> Oh my God. I think we've established it's the baby oil. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, Little Bird is the story of the titular character. She has traveled through this post-apocalyptic land, uh, ran in the way of a theocracy that is running all of society. She teamed up with a massive Canadian dude named Axe for a little while, yeah. who was killed a couple of issues back. And she was captured at the end of the last issue. Uh, and this seems to be the end of Little Bird, which is... Very sad, but yeah. this is a beautiful, sad, gorgeously rendered issue. What's What's yeah. awesome about this book is not only is it just unbelievable, the art's unbelievable, but also, like, it's not afraid to kill off characters that you are very attached to. And uh, they do such a great job of giving you more interesting characters to kind of follow after that. And I, I love it. I I think it's just such an amazing book on so many fronts. It's really creepy but enjoyable and beautiful and messed up all at the same time. I'm really enjoying this book. 
I agree. I loved it a lot. Uh, I don't know if Little Bird is dead. I hope not. Uh, feels like maybe she just turned to dust, but maybe it can come back from dust. Yeah, I don't know. I love the reveal of the uh, siblings in this issue. Yeah. Like, great. Just great book. The art is so great. Good. Character work, great world that doesn't feel like anything else. And yeah, yeah again, the art, absolutely gorgeous. Definitely pick this up. Last Definitely. one to talk about from Boom Studios, Firefly number seven. Uh, we've been following this book pretty closely. We've been enjoying it quite a bit. Uh, now the Firefly team is... I don't know, in a couple of different places, spread all yep. over the universe, trying to make deals as usual to get out of a mess that they put themselves in. How'd you feel about this issue? Well, I, I'm not as big of a fan as, of Firefly as maybe the two Utes. Uh, but yeah, I'm enjoying <laughs> this, uh, I'm enjoying this Thanks, book. Thanks, old man Pete. Yeah, no problem. Don't old, give me the old man shit after old, this stuff. Easy, slippery, old, heavy, heavy baby Pete. Uh, but I think that... Uh, yeah, I really like the one-eyed lady in this book. Uh, I, I don't know. Sometimes it's frustrating the way they bounce around. Uh, but, yeah, it's uh, it's got some great writing and uh, some fantastic art. Interesting you love the writing. Do you know the writer on this? Greg Fox? That is correct. Yes. Uh, yeah. I, I think this is great. It's a really good... Uh, it really feels like the TV show a lot, because the TV show also bounces a around a lot. They often split the team up into different planets or different parts of the mission. Um, everyone has their sort of like tagline moment to tag a scene. Like if you're a fan of the show or the movie Serenity, like this is a fun read. Yeah, definitely pick it up. And that's it for the stack. If you'd like to support us, patreon.com slash comic book club. Also, we do a live show every Tuesday night at 8 p.m. at the People's Improv Theater Loft in New York. Come on by and we'll slippery lube you up in person if what? you want. Not, not a selling. We will not, we will not lube anybody up. Yeah. You can subscribe to the podcast, <laughs> iTunes, Android, Spotify, Stitcher, or the app of your choice. Pete, what do you want to plug? Friend us on Facebook so you get to know about the amazing guests we have on our live show. Our live show, so much less creepier than our stack show. I don't know that. That's true. Not necessarily true. Follow us on Twitter at Comic Book Live. Check us out at comicbookclublive.com for this podcast and more. And we'll see you at the comic book shop. How many sheep can a sheep shank shank? <laughs> <laughs>